There is absolutely no risk to anyone in responding to the census, and in fact, it can only help your family and your community. Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, the 2020 census. Have you been counted? Our guest is June Iljana. She's from the Census Bureau. She's a specialist with the Census Bureau out of the Philadelphia region. Miss Iljana is from Hardin County, Tennessee, though, and she's working in Tennessee now to help promote the census. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate being here. It's good to have you here, and our major purpose, of course, of this podcast is to make citizens aware of how vitally and important it is to actually participate and fill out the census, and it's for the betterment of the local community, so it helps people who actually participate, and that's what the important thing is. So let's start with kind of a background for people who don't fully understand what the census is. What is it? Mm -hmm. it's, it's been around for a long time. The census has been around for a very long time, since the beginning of our nation, in fact. It is actually Article One, Section 2 of our U.S. Constitution. A lot of people remember from school that the census is used to determine how we allocate the seats in our House of Representatives. So the census is important for our political representation. One thing a lot of people don't know, though, is that the census in the Constitution is also use to allocate our federal tax money that we pay to the federal government back to our states and communities on a population basis to help support services that everyone uses. So given that, that it's mm -hmm. important to actual funding in the local community, mm -hmm. let's kind of drill down a little bit further. Why is it so important to the local community? The funding that we get back based on our census data is used to determine how much money comes back to pay for things like roads, bridges, schools, and other education components. It pays for our fire departments in a lot of cases and public safety. The census is also allocated to the states through grants that are offered by the federal government, and that's also population-based. So um, if your community builds a new park or a special road project, a lot of times that money will be based on the census figure. So every person who's counted in the community is really going to help ensure that we get more of our federal tax dollars back. As a growing community that Murfreesboro and Rutherford County is, we need federal dollars to help build roads and bridges, just as you spoke. You absolutely do. The more people um, that are living here, the more resources you need, and that's why it's important that every single person be counted. As of July 8th, and you provided this information to me here minutes ago, Murfreesboro's mm -hmm. self-response rate was 62%. When will the census end, and how important is it to know that so that we have that self-response rate? Yeah, the census actually, because of the COVID-19 crisis, has been extended to go through the end of October this time. And it was actually supposed to end at the end of July. However, we had to extend it because we need to give more people an opportunity to respond on their own, and we need to find an ideal time to get our census takers out into the field to follow up with homes that have not responded to the census on their own. So I think I've heard that around 71 million Americans nationwide have responded over the Internet, which is great that they were able to do that so easily right from their home or their office. Um, and 1.2 million have done it by phone. So you can do it on the Internet. You can do it by phone. You can do it some other ways, right? 
That's right. You can also respond in the old traditional way of filling it out on paper and sending it back to us through the U.S. Mail Service. But uh, it has been remarkable how many people have taken advantage of that online response option. It has actually shown um, some of the differences in our communities because in areas that have a lot of great connectivity and people are able to access the internet easily, their response rate numbers are much higher. Our rural communities, where many people may not have as reliable access to the internet, we're seeing lower response rate numbers. But overall, most people have taken to the online response just incredibly well, and it couldn't have come at a better time. This is the first time we've offered the online response option. And with the COVID-19 crisis, it has, it has really encouraged people to respond to the census on their own. So the deadline for the online response was going to be July 31st, as you said, but now that's been extended. So people have more time to do that. That's right. They can do it through the end of October. However, I strongly encourage everyone to respond to the census just as quickly as possible. And the reason for that is, number one, it gets it out of your way, and you'll um, not continue to receive messages uh, in the U.S. mail from the Census Bureau. But importantly as well is that it will prevent us from having to hire and send as many people out to homes to gather data at the, uh, as, as we wind down. Um, number one, that's important because our timeline is short, but it's also much more expensive to count our population in that way. So we encourage everyone to respond right now as soon as possible. So someone's listening to this podcast and they have not filled out the census. What is the internet online place mm-hmm. that they can go to in order to do that? they can go to 2020census.gov. It's very easy. It probably will only take you about five to 10 minutes, depending on the size of your household. And it asks a few simple questions about each person living in the home. When you respond, be sure to include everyone. I know that in our um, society, we have a lot of folks many of us who have non-traditional households. We may have people living in our homes who aren't a direct member of our family, or maybe we have extended family living in the home, or we have adult children, or we have you know, our elders living in the homes with us. And every single one of those people needs to be counted in the census because it's, it's about who's living in the household. And if someone's not going to be counted somewhere else, they need to be counted in that household. You said 2020census.gov. Yes. Is there also a direct way that people can get to it by my2020census.gov, or is it better just to go to that, that broader online location? Either of those options will work very well for you. If you go to 2020census.gov, you'll find more answers to questions and um, the, you know, the ability to do some research on the census if you're interested. But you are correct. My2020census.gov will take you directly to the response page. If you go to 2020census.gov, there's a big button that will take you directly to the response page. And we also discussed that you could do it by phone if you prefer. Some people really are not that acclimated to Mm -hmm. doing something like that online. So they can call a number. Is there a number to call? Yes, they sure can. You can call 844-330-2020 and you can respond to a live person. And it really is is very brief as well. However, we are are seeing a lot of use of that system. And we, we, you know, you'll be have to be prepared to possibly wait if you call during a busy time or maybe call back at a later time. It's easy, it's safe, uh, it's protected. That's something we should discuss as well is the yeah. confidentiality of how this uh, participation 
is vital to people's security. You're absolutely right about that. A lot of people are uh, very protective of their private information these days, and well, they should be. However, the Census Bureau is not asking you for private information. And more importantly, the Census Bureau cannot under federal law, cannot share your census responses with any other government agency. We get the question a lot. People may be uh, reluctant to respond to the census because they're concerned that their responses will be given to law enforcement or to social service agencies. Um, maybe it will make its way to their creditors or possibly to their landlord, for instance, if they have more people living in the home than their lease allows for. There are a lot of situations where people feel that responding or responding accurately to the census will in some way uh, be used against them. And, and it couldn't be further from the truth. There is absolutely no risk to anyone in responding to the census. And in fact, it can only help your family and your community. What type of questions are asked for the census? We ask every individual in the home's name, their birth date, so we establish their age, we ask their race, and we ask their relationship to the householder. So uh, for the person who's responding to the census, the householder, we also ask whether they are renting or uh, purchased their home. Basically, that, that's about all that we ask about everybody. And then when people respond, it's mm -hmm. anybody that's living in that household. Like, let's say it's a child of someone else. Mm -hmm. If they're living in the household, that's the number they count. That's right, exactly right. It's really if someone isn't going to be counted somewhere else then, and they're living in this household, they need to be counted there. Okay, should, should you list the relatives or people living in the home? Mm -hmm. Let's say you had, during COVID-19, you mm -hmm. had a, a mother-in-law that stayed with you for three or four months and they were there during this period we're talking about now. Mm -hmm. Should they be counted where they are at that time? So generally we say everyone should be counted where they were living on April 1st. The, um, the second way that we look at it when we have complex situations is you should be counted where you live most of the time, meaning uh, where you live six months or more out of the year. So in that situation, if the mother-in-law was living there April 1st, but doesn't live there most of the time and would be counted somewhere else at her primary residence, for instance, then that's where she should be counted. That's good information to know because it becomes a little bit confusing, especially mm -hmm. amid the COVID-19. Um, when you actually start sending people to do the in-person counting for people who haven't responded, which I think starts at the end of July or into August sometime, mid-August? We're rolling it out at different times in, in a phased uh, way depending on how, where communities are with their COVID-19 situation. So it's going to differ in even different communities throughout Middle Tennessee. So what we should probably communicate to mm -hmm. people that are listening is that if they haven't responded, and they're listening to this to expect yeah. someone to come to their door. Yes, absolutely. And a lot of people will tell me I responded to the census so that census takers wouldn't come to my door. But if someone does come to your door and they say that they are with the Census Bureau, I just want to share that it's very easy to verify that information that they are a census taker. And uh, first of all, they will be wearing personal protective equipment as required by the local community. So if, if masks are required, they will definitely be wearing a mask. Um, we provide those for all of our workers. Um, 
Beyond that, all census takers will have a government-issued photo ID uh, from the Department of Commerce. So be sure that they show you their ID, and you're also welcome to ask them for a second form of photo ID so that you can verify that the government-issued census ID is um, valid. Uh, other quick ways to recognize a census taker is that they will be carrying a census bag. So it'll be a shoulder bag to carry um, computer equipment in, and it will have a census logo on the outside of it. And they will also have a census-issued uh, data collection device. It might be a phone or it might be a tablet, but it will have the census logo on it. Will the census takers then stand at the door? Will they need to enter the house? You know, those details, they will not enter the house, but whether they stand at the door or they leave information for you um, or they talk to you from a distance, all of those details will be uh, resolved and people will be protected from exposure to each other in the social distancing way. But um, however it goes, as long as you respond on your own in advance, you won't even need to think about that. Well, speaking of that, how can our community help make sure that everybody is responding? What are some of the ways that we can communicate to people that may not, that they don't listen to podcasts, for example, or they don't, they haven't heard? Like, you know, there are always yeah. still people that will say, I, I didn't even know there was a 2020 census. Yeah, you know, we have been doing outreach, and your community, Murfreesboro, has been doing outreach on the census in Rutherford County as a whole for over a year now. So it seems to us who are involved in it every day that everyone should have heard about it. But we have vast numbers of people in our communities who are very busy with their own lives and their own concerns and aren't hearing this information from us. The Census Bureau is doing a uh, massive advertising campaign encouraging people to respond to the census, but that will miss people as well. And uh, I think the way that we are reaching out to make sure people take this important step to respond to the census is we're trying to find them where they are. We are trying to figure out uh, what areas in our community may be less likely to be civically engaged or to be active in community events and get the messages we've already given, um, we, we've counted the easy people. They've already responded. So now we have to look at people who are um, uh, at the lower end of the economic in, uh, spectrum, for instance, or people who don't have or use uh, online uh, social media uh, is another another group that we're trying to make sure we can reach in ways other than through social media because we've really pounded that. Um, we are trying to let people know how the census directly affects their lives. And we're trying to do that by getting to people where they receive possibly services or where we know that everyone um, is impacted. I mentioned before that we know that everyone receives utility services. So we're working with our utility companies to try to get their assistance in getting the word out. Healthcare services is another way that we know people, regardless of how busy their lives are, or what other concerns they have, they're going to engage in healthcare services. So we're relying on our um, healthcare system to help us get that message out. They are great partners to us as well because our healthcare system is funded. Did, uh, as so many other things are, based on our population. What about universities? Because we have a large, the largest undergraduate university in Middle Tennessee State University here, mm -hmm. and that is a challenging population to reach. And especially with COVID-19, a lot of them went home at the time that we were trying to count them. That's right. This has been a significant concern to us with, at the Census Bureau because it has kind of changed how we're able to count our college students. Our goal is to accurately reflect who was living 
where during this period of April 1st. Um, that's, that's been challenging because schools closed and, and a lot of students went home to live with their families. That isn't where they normally would be. So our intent is to count them where they normally would be. We are, uh, we, we put forth considerable effort right before students left campuses to try to encourage them to respond to the census before they left because the census started just prior to uh, the closure happening. Um, but we are also working with the colleges and, and universities to get their assistance in making sure they uh, are usually students who are staying in a dorm are counted by the college and that information is reported to the Census Bureau. So we are working to make sure we gather that information in the same way even though the students are not physically on campus at this time. As we wrap up, let's make sure we remind everyone the ways that people can fill out the census. Yes, you can fill out the census online. That's the easiest and currently the most popular way to do it. And that is at www.my2020census.gov. Or you can call the telephone number at 844-330-2020. Or once you receive a census invitation in the mail, which most people in this community should already have received, then you can just fill it out very quickly and easily, send it back to the Census Bureau, no postage necessary, and we will, we will check you off on our box. Well, June Iljanath, thanks for being with us. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. June Iljanath is from the U.S. Census Bureau. She's out of Hardin County, but uh, she's working with the Census Bureau in the Philadelphia region to work very hard to make sure that everyone is counted. It's your civic duty. So as we wrap up, we've been speaking with June Eljana, and she is a partnership specialist. For more information on filling out the census, visit www.2020census.gov. For more information on the city of Murfreesboro, you can visit www.murfreesborotn.gov to find more information on the census. You've been listening to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. Until next time, I'm Mike Browning.